As a free, not-for-profit service, Cradio requires the support of people like you to help keep us going in our mission. To donate, visit cradio.org.au slash donate. Cradio. Living in Persecution. A talk by Archbishop Amel Nona. Uh, first, I would like to thank, uh, thank you for the invitation to talk about... Uh, I think a very important subject is the faith in time of persecution. Uh, first of all, I will uh, talk about historical uh, introduction about the Chaldean Church, then we talk about uh, our subject. Christian roots in Iraq uh, date back to the end of the first century and the beginning of the second century. As the tradition of Church of the East goes back to St. Thomas the Apostle. However, the real evangelization historically in Iraq was a result of two people, St. Addei and St. Mary, who are most likely to be two disciples of St. Thomas the Apostle. There was in Iraq a large and strong Jewish community in the northern and central areas of Iraq. This is uh, where the disciples of the Lord Jesus went first for evangelization and then to other groups of different religions. At the beginning of the third century, the church was organized near the capital of the Persian Empire at the time, near the city of Babylon, south of the current city of Baghdad. The ruins of the first church from the third century still exist in that region. Not long after that time, the region around the first church became the see or chair of the bishop in charge of the Church of the East under the title of Catholicos, which is the Patriarch. The Patriarchal See relocated to the city of Baghdad with the establishment of the city as the capital of the Abbasid Empire by the Muslims in the 8th century and remained there till the time of the invasion of Baghdad by Mongols, led by Hulaku Khan in the 13th century. This is when the church began to taper off and decrease its reach as it is capped to the mountains in the north of Iraq. And the transfer of the patriarchal sea began between several cities and villages to be later returned to Baghdad in 1958, where it is still there to this day. Church of the East became a very big church in the 8th century, where its borders stretched from China to Cyprus, and it had about 300 dioceses. The Church of the East, Chaldean Church in Iraq, was famous in history for its schools that taught theology and different fields of science, and from them graduate a number of senior scientists. There were also schools that did a translation of whom our forefathers translated books from the Greek culture to the Chaldean and from there to the Arabic language. This is about our history as a Chaldean church. Now let us talk about persecution. 
On January 16, 2010, I arrived in Mosul, the most dangerous city in Iraq at that time. I arrived as a new bishop for an old diocese that can trace the origins of her faithful community back to the end of the first century. At the same time, the Archdiocese of Mosul, at the time of my arrival, had been reduced to having only a small number of people living there after it being previously the second largest diocese in Iraq after Baghdad. Since the year 2003, after they changed the regime of Saddam Hussein, and because of the persecution of Christians, the majority of the faithful fled the city. Diocese of Mosul remained without a bishop for a period of about two years after the kidnapping and killing of my predecessor, Bishop Paul Farajrahu, in 2008. And before him, they uh, killed one also of uh, my best uh, friend, it was Father Raghid Ganni. They killed him in 2007 in Mosul. How, one go, how could one go and live in a situation like the one that was there in Mosul in 2010? I think that the more correct question is another sort of question, which is how can one confront persecution starting from the basis of faith? After several weeks of my arrival to Mosul, in one mass I said to the faithful gathered in church, in St. Paul Church in Mosul, that our lives are worth living fully with joy and strengthen, strength in every moment of it. If others want to kill us, and if I had to die in an hour later, it is required of us to live life well now, rejoicing, and filled with courage in the moment. The strongest weapon against terrorism is a happy life and fully Christian. Terrorists are well aware that the implanting of fear in others helps them stay and work to do what they want in the world. So our weapons as Christians is to live without fear and showing them that we love life and we do everything to be able to live it well and will never give up with this form or way of life. When they know of this, our brave choice to live the life, they will not be able to do anything other than just some of the terrorist attacks in various forms as they are the ones who lose out where their starting foundation is to set off to convince others of their ideology. I want to say that we fight them by our living of the Christian life, and this counters their basic thinking and also their principles. In fact, we can just live happily, not filled with the fear as it happens after every terrorist attacks. From my experience in the city of Mosul, I can say that we can defeat the evil incarnate in those terrorists by a solid, strong Christian life 
and also the fullness of joy in which you use to face any evil force and show all this openly to others. Terrorists are afraid of a very happy Christian life. So let us start to become joyful Christians who are delighted in our faith in order to defeat the terrorists. There is something important that we need to know and that, uh, that is uh, we should not live as Christians who are in fear of terrorism. But we have to be convinced and believe that Christianity is the true way of life. There are many people who come back to Christianity because of fear. The return to faith is good, but the cause of this needs to change from fear to courage, from fear to the strong conviction of the Christian faith. I know one thing from my experience having lived in Mosul, the Christian faith is the solution. It is possible to fight fear with courage in the declaration of our faith. The declaration does not just mean the Christian example, but also the courage to talk about this model and example and to reveal this to everyone, everyone and everywhere. We fight fear when we believe that we are going to die someday. When? I don't know. But until I die, the question is, how do I live my life? With strength and joy because I am a Christian. If not in this place, in another. If not in Mosul, then maybe in Melbourne or in Sydney. They cannot, not Daesh, ISIS, not all the terrorists, they cannot do anything when the Christians actually live as true believers. During the last big wave of immigration to Europe, it was in the end of 2015, I think, I saw a report on television about immigration, and there was a Greek lady that rescued a family from drowning in the sea. And she was saying to the journalist that our lives deferred. We lost the joy and safety. We lost interest in life due to the large number of tragedies. We no longer feel reassured and love. That lady said that. I reflected on what that lady had said and I personally did not feel what she had said, even though I lived four years with the terrorist in very critical conditions. So that even when I was driving the car in Mosul, I would be changing the roads every time I go home or to the church. The house where I lived in was in a closed street by the army. We could not go out of it to any place with it being very difficult. But for me, to get to some of the churches, I needed to change my clothes and look like a normal man with no religious clothing, clothing on. With all that, I did not feel what she said, the Greek lady. But her words after the, that made me wonder, 
Why had the situation of this lady and others reached to this point? I think the reason is not seeing the tragedies in front of us, but how much there is of an empty space in our lives. What basis do we live our lives on? We have established the kind of life based on one thing named freedom. We fought in the Western world, especially the fight of free, for freedom, which is really worth fighting for. But we had set all of our life on this one and only basis, only freedom, freedom without the truth. Due to this, from the first signs of a problem or a challenge to our freedom, we see that everything, everything breaks down. We lost the joy and safety. We no longer feel reassured and love, as that lady said. Freedom is necessary, but with the truth, with the Christian principles and values it is based on. We cannot live as a free people without being loving, without having our Christian morals, uh, to build all aspects of our lives, such as the economy, politics, social status, and relationships in all its forms on moral and ethical values. When we deprive freedom of all this, it remains only an idol which means we do just what we want, then we will be like that lady and how she felt. This case itself is what makes a lot of people feel when confronted with terrorism. The majority are not only afraid for their life, but also for the kind of freedom that we founded our current system of life. We need to be strong, faithful Christians, and not only Sunday Mass Christians. Christians stand in front of all the challenges with strength, firmness, and lack of fear. We should not be afraid to do, of declare, declaring ourselves as Christians and that our way of life is not consist in a lot of cases with what is produced by our current system and way of life. Christians are brave and are not afraid to say things as they are and not to avoid matters. Christians do not vote for laws that violate the canons and teachings of the Christian faith. Christians love, love their haters and persecutors but they are showing their strength and teach them how to respect life, even if sometimes they have to resort to the use of pressure and force. To love others, the other does not, that does not mean you give up for what the other wants, but that you educate and nurture the other with the love that we received from our Lord Jesus. Christians do not work for the fun of the moment only, but for the moment to be filled with everything good and not just fun. 
we have become the children of pleasure, concerning ourselves with only being happy in the moment and forgetting the world and everything around us. There is evasiveness from responsibility in today's work, world. The human beings of our culture have become responsible only for themselves, and therein lies the majority of our problems. Christians need to be responsible even for the wrongdoer and the villain who wants to kill us. When we do not allow him to keep doing his wickedness. Says the Lord Jesus, if one strikes you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. In Matthew chapter 5. It means halt the evil door and show him in a face that he does not know. It does not mean that we are always to be pessimistic and submissive and allow others to hurt us, but to even stop them and stop their evil and show them that we can hurt them. But we do not do, because we love their humanity despite their wickedness. We need a responsible Christianity. For a faith that takes responsibility for the evil and the good, and the responsibility of the whole world. Pope Francis says that there is a globalization of indifference. It's actually a, a malignant cancer in our body. We must be strong, not weak. Witness to our mission are not indifferent or apathetic to what is happening around us. Maybe some of you ask, how can we who live in the West help those persecuted Christians in the East or other places in the world? You can help the persecuted Christians when you return to preach to your community and say with courage, we are Christians. When you declare with courage that you are Christians at every moment and in all areas of life, in the home, in relationships, at work, with friends and with people you do not know, with your social, political and economic stances, when you do all that, you are helping the persecuted Christians. There is a fear on Christianity in Western society, not from persecution, but, but from the new system of life that fights everything that holds fixed values and principles. This system found an appropriate space for terrorists in order to become stronger. Christians need to have our ethics and morals identical to our principles. Our behavior shows our faith. Our words translate our Christianity. There is a need to wake up. Wake up says the book of Song of Songs in the Bible. Wake up is a state of the person who is preparing to do something and being filled with the power of God. 
Wake up means make others understand that you are strong and you are able to act in the same manner they do towards you, but you do not do it because you are Christians who are filled with love for their person and not for their actions. Wake up means that you will be happy and joyful in front of them and always full of courage and not the indifference of the weak. Thus, we are filled with the happiness and joy when we are being killed, as it was true at the same time of the Christian martyrs at the beginning of Christianity, and it is now also in a lot of places in the world. We have a patriarch in our church. His name was Shamun Bar Sabai. Shamun means Simon who lived in the 5th century, martyred in the year 341, the Persian emperor at that time, King Shabur II, wanted the patriarch to deny his faith in order to also be followed by other Christians to leave their religion. But he refused, and he was sentenced to die by beheading him. They cut his head. When they were taking him to the execution along with hundreds of Christians, they had removed their clothes in preparation for the killing. He began to sing a hymn that he composed by himself and still exists till this day and is sung in the Chaldean liturgy. And conclude my words by saying this hymn. Even so, if they stripped off your outer clothes, do not take off your inner clothes, dear baptized faithful. If you are dressed with this invisible weapon, not the waves of many temptation could defeat you. Thank you very much. That was Archbishop Amel Nona with Living in Persecution. This talk was given at the Australian Catholic Student Association 2018 National Student Conference on the theme, I am with you always. For more talks, interviews and shows, visit radio.org.au.